0: Relationship between a mother and their, their child, the mother and the artist, is maybe the most important relationship of any musician's life. Because it's it's the foundation of their understanding of love. And love is every artist's greatest
1: muse. I went on the road with my son David to explore the stories of mothers of musicians.
0: Music bonded the two of us.
1: Dave Grohl of Nirvana and Foo Fighters fame, DC icon status, son of Virginia, the Commonwealth, and also his mom, her name's Virginia. She's a public school teacher. They have a new show on Paramount Plus called From the Cradle to Stage. As you can also imagine, Dave Grohl swears a bit in the interview, but he's Dave Grohl, so we're going to allow it. What's up, Tommy? The first episode from Cradle to Stage is excellent. You sit down with Dan Reynolds of Imagine Dragons and just go deep into his life and his upbringing.
0: You know, one of the great things about uh, going into these interviews with people is not knowing. So, I, you know, I do a little bit of homework before I sit down with the artist, but I like the feeling of discovery when I'm I i I'm le- I'm honestly and legitimately me- legitimately asking them, like, what's, what's your story? <laughs> like, what's your deal? You know, um, with Dan, of course, you know, I'd heard Imagine Dragons before, but I didn't know that much about his upbringing. When I was little, my older brothers were all cool and I was never cool enough to be in a family band. So I think really what got me into music more even than maybe just being naturally passionate about it was wanting to fit in with my brothers like wanting to have a place like hey dan is useful because otherwise otherwise you're the annoying younger brother which i still kind of feel like i am but now i'm like well i'm a rock star guys so what do i have to do to be okay how <laughs> 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 like, records? <laughs> and after interviewing him it all made sense every one of his lyrics and his and his path in with Imagine Dragons, and now, when I hear one of those songs on the radio, I know exactly what he's singing about that's the That's the currency of doing these documentaries because it really pulls back the curtain and you go below the surface uh, all the way to why the musician does what they do or uh what they mean when they sing what they sing and that happened with you know every single one of the musicians in the series it was like. You know, I got I got a little bit deeper. So now, when I hear their music, <clears throat> I have a you know a a, a bit a greater understanding of, of why they do what they do.
1: How much time do you spend with each of the artists? Is it, is it like an, a very intense forty eight hours of therapy, or do you pop back in a couple times? Um,
0: we usually we spend a few days um, in different settings, at different environments. Like with Pharrell, you know, I I hung out and interviewed Pharrell and his mother in a studio. And then I wound up flying out to Virginia Beach and and barbecuing for him at his festival that he has, and uh, which gave me time with his father and his mother and his friends and being in his environment, you know, his his natural like home environment, and and that's it an, that was really important with everyone to be able to like get a glimpse of 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 their life off stage. Um, so and, and usually what would happen is like my mom would. Would go take uh, their mom over in that corner, and then I would take the musician over in that corner, and we would both speak each other's languages to you know, and then we would then all meet and just kind of laugh about um, shared experiences and parallels. And it's not something that I that I had done before, you know. Like I'd interviewed Dolly Parton, I'd interviewed President Obama, I'd interviewed Chuck Beef D from Public Enemy, but sitting down with like shooting skeet with Miranda Lambert's dad over a lake in Texas. Like that was not, that was not something I ever imagined. doing.
1: I can't wait to check out that episode. It's a good one, dude. That one's really good. So you go back to Springfield in the first episode and you have like this moment on your cul-de-sac, which I like like felt for you, man. What do you miss most about Springfield, about Northern Virginia, about your upbringing here? Like you said
0: earlier, it's a lot different now than it was then. I mean, you know, i I moved to Springfield, I think, when I was three or four years old, maybe like 70, 73, 1973. So, you know, life was very simple back then. And those, um, you know, those those rows and rows of suburban streets and manicured lawns and, you know, the beltway 100 yards from your front door. Like, um, I, I have very fond memories of growing up in Springfield. You know, as a Gen Xer, I'm supposed to, like, complain about my dysfunctional traumatic childhood but i didn't have that i I just didn't you know i my mother was a public school teacher she taught at thomas jefferson high school and i went to north springfield elementary which is one block from my house and i rode bikes and i played lacrosse and i played in punk rock bands and i went downtown to see my favorite bands who became my heroes and my friends and um so when i think of of virginia and growing up there you know there was there was there was an aesthetic that i that i haven't found anywhere else and there's a feeling when i come home that i don't get uh anywhere else you know when when i come back to los angeles after a tour i don't feel at home you know when i when i when i lived in seattle i would fly back there after a tour i didn't feel like i was back at home when i take the braddock road exit off of the beltway and you know see that the the oak trees lining the streets, I'm like, oh okay, now I'm home. Like I that I definitely feel like that's where I'm from.
1: And you've played all of the stages here hundreds of times. So I'm not gonna ask you your favorite stage, but what do you think your mom's favorite stage in DC to watch you on is? That's probably the East Room of the White House. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be one. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, that one's a little cooler than the nine
0: thirty club. Uh, so I grew up in the era, I've probably played every club and every basement and every arena and every stadium. But all of that has nothing on playing to Paul, you're definitely my hero. Mr. President, you're my other hero. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Having gone from um, playing community centers and and sort of uh makeshift punk rock venues to then you know more established clubs like the 930 club um to then to then playing the the local arena or rfk stadium you know it's it's uh it's been it's been quite an experience I mean, it's been a long time oh my god i think about it sometimes you know i, I started playing those clubs when i was 16 years old and so you know it's that's that's almost 40 years ago um but it, honestly it doesn't it doesn't matter uh which stage you're on the, the feeling is usually the same um that you you know you just kind of can't believe you're there I still, you know, I still, I still go through life feeling like I'm having an out-of-body experience where I'm looking down at myself like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on right now?
1: <laughs> Before the pandemic, they announced the DC Jam and Mayor Bowser threw a little shade at you because the DC Jam was going to be in Prince George's County. Are we bringing the DC Jam back? Is it going to be in DC? What, what's going on there? First of all, I'm not a promoter.
0: I don't work for Live Nation. <laughs> I can hardly plan a family dinner. (laughs) So for me to give you a clear answer on anything, uh, tour related is, um, it's impossible. I just can't do it. You know, they basically push me on stage like a mechanical monkey. And I just go out and scream for three hours and then go have a pizza and beer. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and even if you fall off stage, you keep going. You're you're incredible in that way. You're- I got bills to pay, dude. I have some bills
0: to pay, okay? I do. If there's one thing that my mother taught me when I was young, uh, it was a, a, a public school teacher's work ethic. I can't compare myself to public school teachers. That's terrible. But yes, I work my ass off for a reason, because my mother scared the shit out of me by living pay the, paycheck to the paycheck when I was a kid. <laughs>
1: I asked online, like, I'm talking to Dave Grohl. What should we ask? And I'll, I got questions for you. But mostly I got teachers reaching out and being like, thank him for standing up for teachers, for your mm-hmm. mom, for all the teachers. Your you Atlantic know, most people don't
0: understand the amount of, like, love and altruism and the energy that, that, that public school teachers give to the world. You know, you just imagine they, you know, they're standing at a blackboard with some chalk or plop a book on your desk. It doesn't work like that. You know, school teachers are are, uh, you know, a very rare and specific type of person that um, devotes their life to making sure you move on to the next step. Like they their best your best interest is what they have in mind. And, and I mean, there aren't too many people you can say that about. So I, I have, you know, an undying, unwavering respect For public school teachers, because can you fucking imagine (laughs) that's that's your life? Putting everyone ahead of you for the rest of your life to make sure that they go on and you know, achieve their dreams? It's fucking heavy. I have nothing but respect for public school
1: teachers. We've seen your mom in this interviewer role now, knowing her as like a classroom teacher, were you impressed or surprised how great she is? as an interviewer on Cradle Yes, but well, you
0: know, it's it's funny. I remember when her book came out, we had to do like this promotional book tour things. Those or were
1: amazing. I've watched so many of them on YouTube. When they you were really all fun. the drugs you did, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the first. The oh my first, God. <laughs> I know. Well, it was
0: great. I mean, listen, my mom and I, could we could talk about anything together. And of course, at this point, she realized I ain't no saint. And that at that time I was, you know, sneaking out of the house and taking acid with her favorite students. So, um... But um, the first one we did, I had, I had to interview her. You know, I'm used to getting up in front of thousands of people, but I was nervous for her because I thought, oh, no, she's going to choke up. She's going to flip out. There's thousands of people here, and she has to speak uh, comfortably in front of these people. And I remember, like, giving her a softball right out of the gate, like, how did you become a mother or whatever? I said, I don't remember. And um, she said, well, let me tell you the thing about, and then I remembered, like, oh my god, that's right. She was a public speaking teacher. She was a forensics coach. She was a debate coach. She was in the drama department. She was a creative writing teacher. It was like, what am I? I'm the one that should be worried. Oh my god, she, you know, she could stand up there and give a State of the Union address off the top of her head. And so, yes, for a moment, I was like, oh god, I hope she can handle fame. <laughs> and then she just, she was like,
1: nah. It was easy. Nothing. I didn't realize your mom was a debate coach. As a debate kid, she's even cooler now.
0: Well, I mean, this is the thing. Like, you don't want to argue with your mother. She's a debate coach. You just say, (laughs) yes, mom, I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Dave Grohl, thank you for the time. It's cradle to stage on Paramount+. And good luck. Hopefully, you'll be a two-time Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee pretty soon. Fingers crossed. See what happens, man. A huge thanks to Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters for taking some time to chat about his brand new show, From the cradle to stage. You can check that out on Paramount Plus and get more episodes of the Tommy and Kelly show anywhere you get your podcast. Just search Tommy and Kelly or you can get all of our real fun DC shows on the Real Fun DC app.